Welcome to Art Heroes with JPH, where we believe art can heal, connect, and galvanize. I'm your host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. On this show, I am honored to have some of the nation's most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their unique and valuable experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today is our second episode of our new monthly mini training series with none other than yours truly. Each episode is going to correspond with one of our Art Hero group coaching program lessons and is going to serve three purposes. The first purpose is it's going to be additional education for all of my current Art Hero students, since obviously you cannot teach everything there is to know about any one topic in just one hour. So we add this extra 22-minute radio show for them. The other purpose is that it's going to serve as a free resource for anybody who's looking to learn about a specific business topic, because of course, we all have to eat, but I also believe that sharing free business knowledge with those who need it is really important. And then lastly, it's going to give anyone who's curious about me a little taste of how I coach, what I talk about, what I think is important, and the methodology we use when we are working with our clients. So... This one-hour group coaching training program takes place the second Wednesday of every month at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All of those members will get a replay and a direct line to business experts that can answer any specific questions that they have. If you're curious to know more about that, please go visit arthero.biz slash current hyphen programs. But you know what? Let's just get into it today. So last month, we discussed three tips for getting into the right executive mindset for business. And that's regardless of where you are, right? Sometimes you're really far along and you just need to kind of check yourself and see where you are and, and maybe be able to set some new goals and move forward. Or maybe you're in an early stage and you really want to make sure you're setting yourself up for success. So we recommend you go check that episode out. This month's topic is all about goals and project management. So it's the beginning of the year. Obviously, at the beginning of the year, we are always bombarded with goals. And this, for me anyway, this like internal anxiety monster can sort of come out, right? There's this feeling that, gosh, I have to set all these goals and start the year off correctly. Well, if you know me and my coaching style, what I focus on is making small changes. And what that is called is micro shifts. So that's really what we talk about when we talk about setting goals. I'm not saying you have to go from making $500 a month to $20,000 a month. That's not even a very feasible goal. I am saying, where are you now? And what is some of the next stages that you can achieve that? And if the goal is to get from $500 a month to $20,000 a month eventually, what a beautiful experience, but know that that's a longer stage goal and you may need to break it up into small, some smaller increments. So on today's free little mini training, we're going to cover four important things. The first thing we're going to talk about is four tips to making a good goal. We're definitely going to make sure we have an honest conversation about goal setting and anti-goal setting because I think the idea of just discussing goals without talking about anti-goal setting feels really unfair. So I definitely want to talk about that. We're going to dive into three reasons that project management is important to your business and the goals that you're setting. And we will talk about Art Hero's four-star components of project management 
And I will probably slip in a few tips on neurohacking for project management because if you know anything about me, neurohacking and psychology frameworks is really what I stick to in my business and how we coach. So Pablo Picasso, right, amazing artist, said, our goals can only be reached through a vehicle of a plan in which we must feverently believe and upon which we must vigorously act. There is no other route to success. So I want to say that there may be a little bit more to that conversation, but if Pablo Picasso, an artist himself, really spoke that strongly about goals, then I think we can at least entertain the idea of goal setting, right? (laughs) So let's dive into number one. I always recommend if you're listening and you're here for really the training piece, the best way to do so is get out a notepad or pull your phone out and just start taking some notes. So what are some tips for making a a good goal, right? The first thing we wanted to discuss is the idea of what is called in psychology approach goals. And approach goals are where you are working towards something. So the idea of working towards something means that you are adding to your life versus this subtracting conversation. And so the idea of saying, I want to feel lighter in my body versus I want to lose weight is pretty much the same goal, right? But that I want to feel lighter in my body alleviates this pressure to sort of make every minute decision that's going to benefit the long-term goal. So it adds a little less pressure. One of the things that I love in science, they have this conversation they, they call the fresh start effect. So an approach goal of, again, I want to feel lighter in my body is an ability in a way to give yourself this fresh start effect. And that describes the scenario in which you have this sort of renewed enthusiasm and this increased self-efficacy in close proximity to working on a big goal. And so again, that's where interestingly enough, New Year's resolutions come into play. People believe that their behavior from the past year isn't necessarily going to impact the behavior they're going to engage in now. And that gives us the ability to have a fresh, clean slate to say, you know what, I told myself I was going to feel lighter in my body last year, or again, maybe it was an anti-approach goal, um, and you wanted to lose weight. Shifting that mentality and saying, this is the new way I'm looking at it, gives you, again, that fresh start. So one of the other really important tips that we wanted to discuss about setting a good goal is the conversation around visualization. This, I think, is usually discussed in maybe half of what it should be discussed. People often talk about the idea of visualizing the success. And I want to take this one step further. When you're really visualizing the success, it's not just painting this picture in your mind of what it may look like. It's identifying the all senses and engaging all of the senses. So again, if we're going back to the idea of wanting to make $20,000 months happen, let's picture getting a $20,000 check in your hand. What does that check physically feel like? What does it maybe smell like? What does the bank smell like when you walk into the room to deposit that check? What does it feel like to have that money go into your bank account and pay all your bills? You know, what's that one reward you're going to give yourself afterwards? That, you know, tasty food, that dinner out, that movie, really stepping into that visualization. So that is the conversation that's usually discussed on at least some level. I challenge you to go further in your mind and engage all your senses. 
But the other half that I don't think is discussed as much is really important to visualize overcoming the failures as well. It's so important to understand the natural order of our world, right? And the truth is that things will tend towards chaos. Things are going to break down. Things are going to fall apart. So if all you're doing is visualizing this beautiful outcome and you aren't thinking about some of the pitfalls, you actually are hurting yourself. Now, there's a fine line, right? We don't want to ruminate. We don't want to stick on this energy of, gosh, if this doesn't happen, what is that going to look and feel like? We don't necessarily want to use the same visualization techniques we use when we're discussing overcoming failures. But it is important to process what it looks like when you're going to fail and knowing that that's inevitable and knowing that that actually is a part of goal setting processes, that achieving a goal likely means at some point you'll adjust, you'll maybe have a failure, you'll have to tweak, and that's okay. So in the visualization process, I wanted to sort of challenge anybody who wants to take that a step further and write that goal down. So there's this psychology professor, Dr. Gail Matthews, who confirmed the importance of writing down goals and committing to action steps. And her study broke participants down into five different groups, and they all had different instructions. So the first group had unwritten goals. They just thought about it. The second group wrote their goals down. The third group wrote their goals down and wrote committed actions they were planning on doing. And the fourth goal, the fourth group wrote goals and actions and gave them to a friend. The fifth group gave their written goals and actions to a friend, and provided weekly updates. You can see how all that information is stair-stacked. What's amazing is that group number five, the ones who did all the things, including giving it to a friend and providing weekly updates, had a 76% success rate, which is 33% higher than those who had the unwritten goals. And that's an amazing thing to understand. If just simply writing them down is already going to tweak you a little bit more, or writing it down and then creating actions is going to help that process more, and writing it down and having actions and giving it to a friend and being consistent and accountable is going to make you 76% more likely to achieve your goal, why wouldn't you just do that, (laughs) right? So I love to back my information up with science and data that proves why this is important. And we are going to talk a little bit about the learning style part as to everybody does function a little bit different. And so I'm not saying you have to do every single one of these things to be successful. I am saying you have to challenge yourself on how to get commitment with your goal, accountability, and some of these larger conversations. So the third tip that I wanted to bring up about goals. We've talked about approach goals and visualizing so far. The third tip I really want to bring up is one that I talk about a lot, dopamine hacking and using dopamine hacking according to your learning style. So this is kind of what I was just talking about with that scientific study. As a social learner, those people love the social accountability, right? Where I'm more of an introvert, I'm a little more of a solo learner. So I really like to hold myself accountable more than others. So my accountability method is typically having my goals physically on my wall so I can see them every day. I I get more overwhelmed sometimes when I share them. So really knowing that it's important to work within what works for you And as we know, dopamine is something that comes off in your brain when you are getting a reward for something, right? So you've worked out, you get that runner's high, you know, coffee can sometimes, if it's opening your vasoconstrictors, there's lots of ways to bring dopamine. 
Well, what we actually psychologically think happens in setting goals and achieving goals is that motivation should be the feeling we're having. I want to feel lighter in my body, so I'm motivated to go to the gym. Well, quite frankly, motivation is actually tied to dopamine. So oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes the dopamine and the motivation comes after the process. So after you've worked out several times and you're on the scale and you're seeing the weight go down or whatever those goals are, right? So the process of learning that motivation is not necessarily the feeling that you should have. And if you can find ways to almost trick your psyche now, Super big caveat. I talk about this a lot too. I'm all about working within our brain, working within the frameworks that we have and and moving them forward in the way that's going to have optimum performance. But it's obviously a dangerous thing to chase. So I want to be really clear that it's your responsibility to be strategic in how you dopamine hack. The goal here is to enhance our performance, not to impede it by using something that's going to be unhelpful. So when you're thinking of what is this reward? If I go to the gym, and then I need to reward myself afterwards. So that is the motivation for me to get to the gym. Is going and eating a bunch of ice cream the best reward for yourself if you're trying to feel lighter in your body? Probably not. So what is a reward that can trigger dopamine that's actually pushing you forward towards healthy performance? And so it requires just a lot of conscious ability to really think about these things. I'm going to take a quick sip, everybody. Okay, so the last tip I wanted to bring up in setting good goals is using a proven methodology. And I'm a huge fan of frameworks so that you know what systems should look like and then you know how to break them. So in our program, we have a couple different frameworks that we use. We talk about smarter goals and success goal frameworks. There are so many other frameworks and ways to use this. The point is, Can you get specific? Can you get clear with your goals? So we use our webinar trainings and these workbooks to really help people identify how to get clear with their goals so they can achieve them. Okay, so as I promised, we were going to have an honest conversation about anti-goals. Anti-goals are often called avoidance goals. So we have approach goals that's working towards something. Avoidance goals are the ones where you are saying what you don't want. When are those valuable? Are they valuable? Why do we use those? So I think it's really important to talk about the fact that avoidance goals or anti-goals can be really valuable, especially when you're at really peak distress times. And what I mean like that, or what I mean when I say that is I look at life with this horizontal baseline, and then there are these wavy lines that will go above the line when you're at peak performance, and that will go below the line when you're at peak distress. So, right, you've had a really horrible day, your body's physically feeling worse, you're not going to be at the same performance level as if you've slept amazing, you're eating super well, and all these other things are functioning well. So, personally, as someone with a chronic condition and neurodivergence, there's been many days or times that I've had to acknowledge my capacity is at different levels. So, when I lost my business in 2019 and was almost bankrupt, I had a very different way of existing. And quite frankly, avoidance goals or the anti-goals were actually more attainable and safe for me at that point. So I just want to bring this up that 
if you're really struggling to get clear on what is that vision you're trying to get to, it could be because you are just in a really overwhelmed place or you could be really not at anywhere close to your normal baseline or at peak performance. So sometimes the goal is just to say, how do I get back to baseline? And it could be by saying, I need to avoid this behavior because it is causing negativity, right? Again, dopamine is so powerful that accidentally sometimes we will set up wire trips for our brain. We will create dopamine hacks that we don't even realize we have created, right? We will eat that extra ice cream. We will, you know, avoid the computer task that we don't like to do. So what are we doing and how can we avoid that process so we can get back to a baseline and then peak performance where goal setting becomes more natural and easy, right? I like to think about it like the concept of road trips, right? There's two different road trips you can have. You can have one where you know where you're going, what that destination looks like, why you're getting there. Or you can also just get in the car and drive. And both are super valuable at different times. But knowing which one you are operating in actually becomes the important part. So I just think it's important for someone who loves setting goals and loves really working towards approaches and visualizing the dream that you want. But sometimes that's just not where you are. And that really is okay. Okay, so we're going to bust through some project management. The next thing I promised I would tell you guys was three reasons that project management is important. So project management is essentially breaking down the entire scope or all of the needed components to a goal and breaking that down with money and time and setting some achievable understanding. So one of the most important reasons project management is important is it keeps goals realistic. I say this a lot, that we overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can do in five years' time. So project management actually becomes so valuable and important and helping us keep things more in line. Okay, so the next thing that project management is important for is it helps you stay in alignment with your values and vision and your mission. So if you, again, are in this car and you're letting the destination take you, it's actually easy to wind up somewhere you may not want to go. And so if that's what's happened, then you may be working in your business in a way that doesn't feel good for you. So having project management, scoping everything out, knowing what's happening will help you stay clearer on aligning with your values, vision, and mission, which becomes unbelievably valuable in running a successful business. And it will help save you time and money, which who doesn't like that as an entrepreneur, right? So super quickly, we're going to review the four-star components of project management, and that is setting goals, which we already talked about. That's breaking down the tasks, which we discussed a little bit, and we do so much more in our program. And then there's this assess and adjust part of the A, and that's really engaging in the project, completing the tasks, and making sure there's a process that you're assessing and adjusting things along the way. Like we said, failure is going to happen. It's inevitable. So it's really important to have this assessment and adjustment process. And lastly, the star part, the R, is report. If you are having projects, especially projects you're doing over and over again, social media content, working with a client the same way, I don't care what it is, creating a piece of art over and over again, if you aren't looking at the end of the project and deciding what was working, what wasn't, and how can I streamline this next time, then you are actually losing time and money in your business. It's really important to do that. So lastly, I just want to wrap up with a few quick neurohack tips for project management. I am, as I mentioned, a person who loves the physical environment. I need to see all of my tasks and things out 
outside of the computer. So I'll often type things up on my computer and then print them out and let them live on my wall. And I'll go back and make sure that they're archived in the computer so I can look back, what did I do last year? and How was that successful? But I need to pull it out. So it's really important to just know your learning style. That's one of the first things we talk about in our course because we think that the way that you input information, the way that you are able to process and the way that your accountability methods hold you best are going to really matter here. So I just think it's really important to discuss all of those things. There's so much more that we talk about in our trainings and that I talk about in my one-on-one coachings, but I'm hoping that you guys were able to learn a few things today. If you tuned in late, I'm going to do a quick recap of what we discussed so that you can go back and listen to it, the podcast when it's available. And we talked today about four tips to making a good goal. We definitely had an honest conversation about goals and anti-goal setting. We broke down three reasons project management is important to your business and goals. And we briefly discussed Art Heroes, four star components of project management. So if you missed out, it's going to be available, as I said, uh, at bizradio.us under shows or at arthero.biz. And as always, thank you so much for listening. This is Art Heroes with JPH, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.